Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike Eaton. And today we have a special guest, my friend and comedian and Canadian, Brett Forte. Hello. That's such a... Comedian and Canadian is such a fun thing to say together. Yeah, I, I'll take it. And I know you guys are doing a double shift. This is, Did you just record a podcast before No, me? what are you talking about? We're wearing different shirts. No, yeah. Think, no, back this to back. This is a different day. You can't see our shoes in the frame, can you? You guys are sweaty from the last one. So. <laughs> that was for the it Patreon. Got, got hot and We heavy. got sexual. This is like getting the dancer at the end of the night. 2.30, she's got holes in her fishnets. She's complaining about her night. But she's that's just, when you get laid, though. No, she's just sitting on your lap trying not to puke. Have you, have you had like a bad strip club experience? Yeah. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Oh, we'll start there. Yeah, huh? let's start there. If you're gonna talk, if you're gonna besmirch the good name of gentlemen's clubs, Great word. last time or <laughs> besmirch. You know we what went that to means? a strip club together. Do you know what that means? Besmirch. I don't. I'm hey. still learning. English. That's why you had to change your last shirt. It had to Jock besmirch boy. right here. We got. Can we before we get to the strip club behavior? Yeah. Okay. I got to actually. No, I have the most embarrassing strip club story of all time, and it's not mine. It's his. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great yeah. point. Great yeah. point. Yeah. Let's get into that. How many episodes have you done of this cast so far? Uh, this is the second one officially or professionally, but this is like technically 23. Oh, so we're getting to the truth quick. Then. Yeah. We're not pulling the wool over your listeners' eyes at all. We don't know. Do we are we letting them know that. exactly who you are. We believe yeah. in honesty. Sometimes I, my belly hangs out the bottom. I don't even hide that I'm fat. You are earnest. <laughs> you are as, as great as it comes. Okay. And you're an excellent comedian. We hit it off right away. Thank you so much for giving me... The spot at the sunset. You room. crushed it because of your kindness. Just texting me an out of towner. There's you have plenty of friends you could have texted saying, "Hey, we uh, let's not rub it in their faces right now." <laughs> I still live here. <laughs> you chose me, and as a result, and I'm right I got here at the weekend spot. I'm in the rotation. Excellent. So thank good. You. Yeah. Thank well, you, you deserve it. You crushed. Now this asshole over here is a different story. <laughs> yeah. So I have never seen someone cut through the wind like this guy before. You know what I mean by that? How long have you known this guy? Oh. Uh, Two and a half years now. Have you ever seen someone just dart through life with this fucking mullet in the wind? <laughs> yeah. Which I swear to God is downforce for his whole, because he just wants to shoot into the fucking stars. He yeah. He wants to be in the fucking, uh, what is it called? The, the stratosphere. stratosphere. Yeah, that's and him. And the mullet keeps it down, keeps it grounded, but barely. No, it's like a spoiler. <laughs> but barely. It's his a spoiler Tesla, for his ego. This guy comes barreling in on it with a Tesla with no license plate the other day. <laughs> To the sunset room between two parked cars, he nearly clips both mirrors off. He unfolds out of it like the orangutan he is, but an orangutan with immaculate posture. He just—I <laughs> don't know if you heard me too. When I'm driving in, I look at the both of the cars and I'm like, "Challenge accepted." And then I drive in. I, I know you're listening to some motivational bullshit tape on the way too. Jordan Belfort. Like, I'm six one. I'm six one, and I hunch a bit. I like to show five eleven because I'm a good guy. You're. <laughs> You're six three, but you show six six. Yeah, and this guy, this asshole. You're just so Canadian. Get a load of this asshole. He he comes parked barreling in during the headliner. Jonathan Kite is on stage twenty minutes into his set. Yeah, I go, what's up? What are you doing? He goes, ah, I'm going to see if I can grab five. But he <laughs> whips open the door, and like Mike told me to. I might be zero percent. I might be a dummy Canadian who doesn't understand how show business goes on down here. But even I knew, like, nope, he's not getting on. I can guarantee it. It's the end of the show. But yeah, this is what I'm saying. You walk around with this conf. It's unbridled. It's beautiful. It's yeah, what it is, and it works for you. And it's fun to watch from a distance. Now let's get to the strip club story. <laughs> Speaking of said confidence, okay. I think you're a little envious. 
A little bit, I am. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? You walk around with 56-inch shoulders. You fill out a measuring tape. You look great. It's mainly just body envy. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> He's almost there. With the compliments, <laughs> I mean, not with the story. <laughs> Six three, filling out a fucking measuring tape. You asshole. Driving a Tesla. <laughs> mullet in the wind. This yeah. Couple, also, we hung out with Kite after, and he couldn't stay still. We went to the food truck. We're getting food. He's like, I gotta go do a lap. He kept he kept going doing laps on yeah. Rainy Street, just cutting through people. I saw him eight inches above the crowd, and he's just darting doing recon. Just Doesn't he look like a majestic llama? <laughs> like when you see him above the crowd with that mullet, just like peeking through. You spit in women's mouths too, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are that guy, dude. Hockey. You're not a hockey guy, but you kind of. If you were in Canada, you would be mistaken for a hockey. Oh, guy. you could hockey. Why don't you? I'm hockey? not a mouth spitter though. Or a sports guy. No. Oh, uh, I, for, I, why I I'm always forget. You look like a That's sports That's why person. I do martial arts, so I can beat up people that are good at sports. Okay. That's fair. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say that in a job interview. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why would he go to a job interview? Yeah. Oh, he, you're going to need too soon. Okay. No. <laughs> the Kavorka's running out for you. It comes in waves. Um, Wait, the Kavorka? What it? Yeah, it's what I've been branding. So Kr- it's funny. I'm wearing the shirt today. Kramer. Did you uh-huh. ever see the episode where he's like, I got "Wait, the- says the N word." He goes, "I got the." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's post Kavorka. Okay, okay? Kavorka is when he's irresistible to women. I got the Kavorka, Jerry. The Kavorka. Oh. I've never watched Seinfeld. And it's this musk you can smell it on a guy, mm-hmm. and you can smell it on him. Right? That's why he's got to change shirts every thirteen. You have Kavorka. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a like a orca based cologne. He's he's got it though. <laughs> like it's like whale fat. You dick, Doctor Kavorkian. That's what I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying he was going to kill only himself. Fat on his body is whale fat. It's a <laughs> yeah. fragrance. Yeah. Why do you keep turning into Sebastian? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, the other night we were three Sebastians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, me, and Jonathan Kite hung out, that was fun. Uh, I- that was fun. No, me and Jonathan Kite hung out, and you walked around like John Wick through the crowds, just with no pistol and no EDM music. And you were like, I got to get out of here. This isn't enough action. You went to some bar. You are living on, you're redlining. You are living the fast life right now. You probably carry that flamethrower around with you. Yeah, he's it used it at Sunset Strip. It used to be in my trunk all the time. Now it's here. That's another thing. You keep showing people what's in your trunk. Don't you get into that. You just That's all I'm going to say is stop showing people what's in your trunk. I wonder what was in his trunk. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. So here we are at the strip club. Was it a child? Okay, so Alex we're at the strip Jones club. Jones is at the strip club. Oh, boy. Alex keeps come barreling out of the curtain behind another curtain. They got him mm-hmm. tucked deep, mm-hmm. okay, but behind two layers. And he keeps, he's not doing up his belt, but it's with that sort of... Yeah, we wrestling. Yeah, he's stumbling around, and he's got to beeline it to the bathroom, which is on the other side of the club. Mm-hmm. And he's got to blast out a hot piss in between blowjobs. I can only assume. Yeah, right? you gotta you gotta clear the clear the road. So he goes past me, and I'm like, okay, this is I gotta follow this guy. So I go and I start washing my hands. I talk to him at the sink. I was like wiping my mouth. I was for whatever reason. I was just I needed a reason to be in front of the mirror for a while. So I was like wipe, wiping the corners of my mouth, and he looks at me. And I go. Uh, some guy punched me in the face <laughs> and he's like what why where do they do that and i was like uh oh just outside he goes how come brother and i go um yeah my alex jones is hulk hogan but it's whatever 
And uh, I, I said, oh, outside, I was talking to some guy's girl. I thought, I guess he thought I was hitting on her. He's like, I'm really sorry to hear about that. That's a real shame. And he looked into my eyes and like, we had a nice moment. He was a sincere man. And I find out later that the guy gets jumped all the time. And it's why he needs a black security guard, which we'll get to in a second, because Eli had a run-in with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> At the gun show, Apparently, right? people are barreling up to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he really respected when I was like, I got barreled up to and I got punched. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear about that. And then we just left it at that. Yeah. And because uh, that's where you do encounter a man in the privacy of the washroom off to the side. You that's not true. You don't, don't ever start a conversation in a bathroom. That's weird. Um, well, let's compare conversations then. So Eli's, he sees him coming back to the VIP room. He stands right in front of him. No, 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 no. He's walking around the corner. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to finesse this. I walk like I'm not even I'm not even was? walking towards the guy. Yeah. When the black I'm not security even guard the guy. was throwing you into a booth, was that finesse? <laughs> That's I not what happened. Sorry, is that what I saw? What me and Gary watched? Was that fi- go on finesse? The first part was finesse. The second part was a misreading. Oh. The situation. Finesse sounds like a workout club for women. Go on. It is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm and I, I'm walking. Around, I'm turning the corner. and I'm just like, oh, Alex Jones. Hey, how's it going? And he shakes my hand, and then the bodyguard goes like this to me. And he's like, back off. Uh-huh. And yeah. then I went and sat down. Yeah, he probably thought you were trying to turn him gay or something. That's okay. Alex Jones appreciated me. This bodyguard. I don't need to make friends with this bodyguard. Alex Jones is being nice. Yeah. Alex yeah. Jones was trying to get back into his badger hole. Okay. And you were blocking him. <sighs> what? You're, you, you're like, I know so-and-so. Were you trying to network? Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. it in the smoke pit, pal. Do it in the... Anywhere else, but he's a celebrity. Yeah, wait he until he's peeing. Listen, it's not like Stand I'm taking pictures of him urinal. and posting him on Instagram and going that. viral. Who did that? I don't know. Probably a shittier guy than me. Who did that? <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of tension. Are you guys going to fuck? What's happening right now? No, we're just two Broncos locking horns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. This feels crack, like crack. This yeah. feels like my like two older brothers at a like a like a Christmas gathering you are just yelling me up into a pretzel and fuck me. So. I know, but then you would do something sneaky like I think he likes that I let me let him give me a hard time. But he's gonna take it too far. I am gonna days. take it too far. Right? I know. And the flamethrower is gonna come off the wall. It's okay, it's not very fast to light. You have a good running start. In my hair, I'm gonna light on fire. <laughs> Yeah, but I do you use hairspray? I do when it gets long like this, yeah. Yeah? I what can, kind of hairspray do you I use? I pick up a Fructus 4 from Holt. Okay. Yeah. All right. With frizz control. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a big Tresemme guy, and then I just stopped going hairspray because yeah. it just made my hair well, too brittle. pretty short, so I don't know. Yeah, why. no, it's good yeah. right now. I just got it cut. One time a woman went into my bathroom, and she came out. She's like, uh, does a, she's like, a woman live here? She's like, which girl <laughs> lives here? I'm like, no, that's my bathroom. She's like, you have all the products I have. Like, yeah. Dove underarm deodorant, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. hairspray. I got a blow dryer. Uh huh. One time a woman came over to my house and she comes out of the bathroom and she goes, What's that computer in your bathroom? I go, Computer. She goes, Yeah, it's got like 50 USB ports on it. Uh huh. 50 USB ports. Well, I got to see this thing. What the fuck are you talking about? We go in, she points at the blow dryer. <laughs> she threw out the vents on the blow dryer. Oh, so she was retarded. Retarded. Holy shit. Retarded. Good in bed? Retarded. Good. Retarded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know how they drool. She, so <laughs> I live across the street from a cemetery. Oh. Okay. And uh, so the train, it's called the C train uh-huh. in Calgary. Okay. Uh, right across the street is my place. I go, get off at this station and then walk across the street. She calls me. She goes, I don't, I can't find your place. Where are you? 
I go, well, what do you see? She's like, I just, just all these tombstones. She's wandering around the cemetery. And I, I was like, oh, actually, I'm on the living side. Over here, we still come on. I had to go to the street corner and wave. And she's in these little Daisy Dukes. Hey. I'm just picturing her like, like picking up flowers. No, I'm picturing her knocking on mausoleums. <laughs> like going to the big ones like, this apartment's small. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I need to go to Calgary. Uh, well, we're the home of the Stampede. I live across the street from Calgary Stampede. Have you ever heard of that? Before? No. Yeah, I have. I had a, a classmate in grade school from Calgary that brought it up endlessly. Yes. Could you and explain we that all bully him. have. It's all we have. Could you explain that for the heterosexuals? Ah, okay. It's essentially, dude. It's rainy street. You guys have it year round. Let's be honest. Just without the rides and without the big tents, DJ shows. It's essentially rainy street times maybe eight, eight times the size. Just as many women frolicking around, just as many food trucks, except a little bit more fucked up food. There's like pizza with scorpions on it. Ew. Like the fuck, the Fear Factor special. It's weird. We do this strange That's stuff. That's rude. Do you yeah. at least have like good poutine? Got the good poutine. All right, I'm we fine with it. Got the mini donuts. Yeah, yeah. We got the rides that will rides are good. put your life in danger. Okay, yeah, built by meth heads. Yeah, we got this one called the Zipper, and it's got rust on it, and it yeah. has been rusted since the '90s. Good, it's I like bad. that. Um, we got tents that smell like shit. It's just vomit, and there's this huge fan set up, and you just either two step in one. One's a country tent, and one's like Snoop Dogg plays at, and it's just it gets disgusting. Yeah, that sounds great. You gonna go to that? I, I would. You gonna go to the Stampede? I don't want to go to Calgary. It's far and cold. Is it cold? Well, in the winter, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got a couple good months of summer. That's about it. We're hitting is it that right now. when the stampede is? Yeah, July, usually first week of July. And we care about it so much that there was a flood in 2013. All of downtown was underwater. Mm-hmm. And an old woman drowned in her, drowned in her uh, basement suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, have a good laugh. And uh, he's my grandmother, you prick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I know we're getting grandpa next year. <laughs> Scuba gear. But, she know, was on her way to your house and she just laid down in the cemetery. Well, grandma, oh, breaststroke, breaststroke. Yeah. Right. She had a real stroke. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I still remember her last words. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, that's going to be Michael Lair's last words, too. <laughs> right. So those are his first words. On stage. Reach- yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, so the woman drowned in her basement, but Calgary was so hell-bent on keeping the streak alive that uh, we still figured out a way to pump just the water out of the stampede grounds and still throw the show. Um, didn't look after the city at all. We always prioritize it. And right now, Alberta is reopening their COVID protocols mm-hmm. for the stampede, so it can be Hell a yeah. Go. Good. Yeah. Good. You guys got vaccines up there? We're way behind. Yeah. Are we, are we giving you some? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, as you say, the crossy. I don't yeah. know the <laughs> politics between U.S. and Canada. If there's enough crossy for that, yeah, there needs to be more crossy. There needs to be more crossy. As a I diplomat, I would like to ask for more crossy <laughs> between the U.S. and Canada. I don't know why this is a thing, but Alberta is actually like our third most listened to city on this podcast. Last right. time I looked, is that a, is right. it a city or a province? Is Alberta a province? Alberta's a province. Yeah, that's like a state up there. Your numbers are going to do great on this episode because I'm Alberta's (laughs) darling. About to fucking crush. Yeah. 
Should we do a bunch of Letterkenny references now? I don't know. We'll take over the whole. Yeah, that's not Have my crowd. Country. I don't know. I don't watch it. No. Oh. No. I know that's what we're known for, but. Well, I don't wait. know if it's Alberta. It's just Canada. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's like rural you Canada. You're all just Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it we is. have poor schooling here. We got six big cities, so I don't blame you for... Dude, I thought there were like seven provinces. There's 14? Yeah, there's a lot. That's a lot. And, and territories? Yeah. yeah I, I. So my one experience, I went to, uh, fuck, Vancouver. Yeah. And in the time I was in recovery, so I was in like 12-step programs. Oh, okay. So I found a meeting, and I was staying with my family who was rich at the time in like a nice hotel in downtown and then I got in a cab to go to my meeting and there was just like one street we crossed and then suddenly it was poor and gross and it looked like the city had intentionally carted all of their homeless out but when I got there it was at a church and there was a a man laying naked and spread eagle on the corner in front of the church Uh, and then I walked over the church and then a group of homeless people on the other side all walked over towards me I was like oh fuck they're like are you here for the meeting I was like yeah and they're like yeah we're just getting started and then me and the homeless people went to go have a meeting and then a guy that was in the meeting was celebrating 13 years of sobriety and was talking about being a Newfie and how Newfies never get sober and how Newfies party the hardiest. And then they left to go get a drink to celebrate his sobriety. <laughs> and that was my experience with Canada. Wow. Yeah. Was that it- and a guy that looked just like uh, George Takai took me on a uh, whale watching tour in Steveston. Amazing. Yeah. Have you experienced Canada at all? Yeah, I've, I've been to Vancouver a handful of times. The first time I remember everyone was good looking and the cops were nice. Yeah. And even the, the well, there were like women paving the roads and they were all like sevens. Vancouver cops have a vice mentality. They think they're in Hawaii 5 Ooh. And there's a lot of unmarked cops uh, and plain clothes officers in Vancouver that like to do moves like this. If you're waiting for your friend on a street, they'll come in front of you in an unmarked charger and back in an inch away from your front both get out with guns on their hips in like roots hoodies and then one will stand at the wall with his hand on his gun like this while the other one talks to you i did not experience Whoa. that i yeah. experienced them all wearing bright neon colors and being very easily to identify exactly they want you looking at those peacocks oh okay? god because it's the guys it. in the old navy hoodies that, that are changes doing everything real... yeah oh they were all just nice to me but I'm fat and white and very obvious. I'm like an American stereotype because I'm just like, where's your gravy fries? <laughs> and they're like, right this way, fat ass. Yeah. Both of you guys been to Vancouver. So yeah. American. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I mean, you just drive right through there. What's the one that's, that's on top of Niagara Falls? Life. You just drive right. You just walk right through there. Whatever walk it is. Right in. You just walk right in. Congrats on landing this, by the way. I'm sure his... <laughs> Fucking confidence had something to do with 100% it. 100% of it. Yeah. That's exactly where it came from. <laughs> so is that how it landed? Yes. Yeah. I yeah, he did this. See, I give you hell, but I, I mean it in, like, you, you need someone to take you down a notch. Yeah, so I that don't, you don't know. Jack and the beanstalk yourself into oblivion. No, he'd, he'd, he the would put is, the giant in a chokehold. The thing is, he, he would get up to the top mechanism. and be like, this is why I took jujitsu. And then just choke me? out a giant. No, me. You. Yeah, my whole narcissistic thing. It's a defense mechanism. Because I really just want to kill myself all the time. So to get myself out of it, I got to balance that's, it out by thinking I'm like way better. That's not funny. That's it's not funny. It's true. It's his life motivation. Don't exhale vape while telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so his life motivation. Like He's suicidal. We need to go back to that step program or something right now. No way, man. Those... What are you talking about? 12-step program. No, I, I think I'm it's a good motivation. a nice place. No, you said you would have killed yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, you don't. It's tempting, doesn't yeah. it? Don't you ever like get like a little like ooh? It would no solve taxes literally ever. all my problems. Oh, never traffic again. Mm. 
And I like I've seen the afterlife. I've done DNT. It looks nice. Welcome to Suicide Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone here is cranked out on Adderall, doing DMT, listening to the Rogan podcast like it's your church. It's uh, every car that pulls up on the street. I hear Rogan, Airbnb host Rogan. Every We've ro- done more DMT in one night together than Joe Rogan's done in his whole life. People are coming up to me going, oh, "You're powerful set tonight, dude. Sure. Powerful." You didn't say powerful before you listened to the Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fuck off. All yeah, right. but now you. Isn't powerful, that a great new dude. compliment to get? Powerful. You no, weren't getting not- that before. No one ever came up to you. And we're like, no. "Wow, Brett, that was great and powerful." No, you guys. They probably came up and they're like, "Wow, you giggle, fuck the shit out of me." That's what they used to say, and now they're telling you you're powerful. I will take the first one any day because I know you're not a sheep. I know you're not following something. This Austin runs on three guys, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, and Willie Nelson. And it's just three guys stoned out of their I thought you were going to say me. I thought you meant our governor, day. Wheelie Nelson. Yeah, that guy, too. <laughs> oh, is this this uh, Abbott guy? Yeah, he's a cripple. Is he wack- he's in a wheelchair. Is he yeah. high out of his mind as well? No, I mean, he's a bad he person. He made abortion illegal. He made concealed carry legal. He hates women. He's got my vote. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair. That's the main detail about him. So that's how he stays in. You think? I think so. I mean, I think you know, you do the FD. I think that's what I was. We also saying. have a pirate. That's we have Dan Crenshaw. With- he's a pirate. We have a. I don't a, know who that is. I don't know if he's a senator or something, but he has an eye patch and he's a pirate. He, he's after legal booty. I think. I don't know. He does. He says a lot of very Ben Shapiro sounding things. Like if Ben Shapiro hunted, I think he'd be Dan Crenshaw. Either of you know at all what I'm talking about? Okay. All I know is... Someone in the comments, please tell me I'm right. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to hate that take so much. (laughs) This network's going to hate that take. (laughs) That's scandalous. I mean, we made retard jokes before that. Oh, no, that's fine. As long as the retard's on the right side. Oh. (laughs) Actually, the left side. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we... Because, I mean, I've been in a couple green rooms, and the Uh comedians here seem pretty blue. Yeah, they are everywhere. I think that's why it's been going so well for me. But cause... I can't. But my third day in Texas, I did a show at a gun range, so I don't yeah. know where am I. You're they in Austin. Out boxes of bullets to everyone in the crowd after the show. <laughs> Is that, that real? Was, that was the one I hosted. Yeah. That's fucking. That's the most Texas thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was insane. The yeah. Do they have barbecue serving pack, there? A box of bullets <laughs> and a heroin needle. There yeah. you go. You guys are fucking hilarious. The way you just everything. Yeah, I mean, this me city. And Gary, dude, like Gary. pretty much put all this shit together. The studio? Pretty much. I mean... Your like outfit? He, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I started out Faust Media, pretty much. Like, the only comedy thing he ever filmed and the only podcast he produced was mine. I want to isolate that and check that with Gary. Because he said pretty much. So I know there's some wiggle room. I started Faust Media pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Well, I mean, he had Faust News before. Gary stands at the strip club in front, in front row wearing Faust Media on his back. Yeah. He wears his work shirt to the strip club. It's hilarious. Yeah, he Genius. wears his work shirt to his girlfriend's work. He says this is where he gets most of his business done. Yeah. Seriously, in the smoke pit. Like, one happy customer after another. Dude, he knows what he's doing to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Like, 70% of the time, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's, um, he could be the next Abbott, and he'll probably also wind up in a I always tell Gary his approach to life is, like, throwing a handful of darts, and then whichever one's hit, he'll be like, yeah, I meant to do that. Oh, what, that guy who throws the snowball. Ooh, bad reference. You guys don't. Yeah, no, I've seen a snowball. You throw the rock and then it hits something. You're like, got it. But you were aiming for the other thing. But You just take credit for wherever it landed. Dude, one time in third grade, I tried to throw a rock over the playground and then it hit a girl I had a crush on in the face on the other side of the playground. Yeah. 
that's the whole story. And did you did you run up or did you just? Oh no, I I threw it as hard as I could over the playground. It went like probably like thirty feet, and then a rock just hit a child on the other side, and then she fell to the ground after being wounded. Oh. And then everyone ran to her and was like, "Oh my god, you just got hit in the head with a rock. Is it raining rocks? No, there's a fat kid throwing it on the other side." They come to me like, "Why did you do that?" I was like, "I want to see how far I could throw it." It's like, "So you did it near children?" I was like, "I'm a children." And then they took me to the principal's office, and then they were like, "Well, it is a leap year, so today's February." 29th so it's probably a bad day for you to do these things and I was like I thought this was a Catholic church it was and, and then another teacher came in and he was like you look sad here's some candy and they gave me candy and then I got in trouble holy shit yeah now, I wanna... she still thinks about that every day in therapy yeah her name was Nicole Reinflesch <laughs> I'm sorry for a... hitting you with a rock Nicole I had a girl put a tampon Kinda. in my hoodie when I was in seventh grade and I was like ew and I threw it and it hit the security guard at the school in the face and then I got suspended hell yeah we used to take tampons and soak them and catch them and throw them off overpasses of cars because <laughs> <laughs> if they stick to the windshield that's thousands of points of hilarious I feel like when Brett was a kid he just like baked people cookies <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I Full was, of roofies. Uh, what was that response? I was Ocean Ocean's Eleven as a child. You stole from casinos. Yeah, <laughs> multi-million dollar operation. That's so cool. Wait, you told me about the the shotgun story. Ah, uh, that's no. I mean, like actual scams. Two Is stories. That, was that true? Though? I just want to tack yes. on to your uh, dropping things on windows. I know a kid who dropped a whole pumpkin through a window of a bus, and it landed right on his lap. That was a bad one. He got expelled. Oh. And then, uh, for a throwing story, I know my buddy was in the middle of a field rotating this big, long stick like Gabriella from Xena in the middle of the uh-huh. field. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, throw, he just spears. Warriors of Virtue style. Yeah, into a bush. He just throws it into a pile of bushes, and all we hear is, ooh. And we go, oh, he hit a homeless guy right in the chest. <laughs> right in the chest. Also in Calgary, Alberta, at a nice park, like not swinging around under the bridges of Sixth Street. Like this is a needle, a heroin needle in the haystack. <laughs> That's if you awesome. Will. I thought you were gonna say you hit like the local pervert that was jerking off watching kids. He's also that guy. That's so <laughs> it was awesome. A two and one. Yeah, like God smited him. Speaking of the neighborhood pervert, that same guy uh, had his place was broken into uh, by the Beltline rapist. So I'm 12 years old, and my neighbor. Is the Beltline rapist? Whoa! Does the neighborhood was neighborhood was called Beltline? Uh huh. This guy. <laughs> that's good. This guy had named. Yeah, it wasn't that's, like that's, a, a, that's what, a good name. Did people yeah. know who he was? Did he like walk by like, oh, that's the rapist? Hey. Or was it like a mystery? In I'm telling you, in hindsight, I didn't. Yeah. We didn't know at the time. He got deported in 2004. Oh, to where? where? Middle East. Ooh. But he's out now. He's a free man. <gasps> so at in 2004, I'm. Uh, 12 years old, okay? A 92, I was born in. So I'm six, grade six. I walk. Hey, me this, too. Oh, cool. <laughs> As Rouse would say, let me get out my not, don't give a shit list. <laughs> I thought we were getting to know each other. So um, I was born in 91. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. We're hanging. I, we're just wanted, I just wanted to ruin the pace of that conversation. <laughs> I felt a moment to make it awkward. Let me get to where I almost get raped, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the Beltway Rapist? None other. I'm a res- famous rape. That's pretty. What a I'm, good credit. I'm partially responsible for putting him behind bars. No way. I swear to God, at 12. I found a shotgun in the alley, which was connected to a local uh, robbery, which I also found a loot to at 12. Okay, I tied up the whole case. Okay, and then that summer, 
I'm walking to my friend's place every day to go to school. I go in his back door at 810. It's open. We walk to school every day, 810, doors open. This guy would have been following me. I would have been next on his list. He had a 12 and a 13-year-old girl under his belt uh, to avoid the pun, okay, of, of victims. So he was just going to switch to boys? And now he was eyeing me. I'm hot pussy now. Oh, what shit. Did you have long hair as a kid? A little bit, yeah. It okay. was actually longer. Okay, so you thought you were a girl. I was hot pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of take it as a He was like, I want some of that bussy. He was yeah. tracking my movements, but then he got sidetracked. He sees this open door. He goes, well, I'm going to rob this place. Yeah, of course. $30,000 worth of stuff he takes. He's a little sloppy. Cops trace, trace him back to where he is. And when they go into his house, they go, oh, we got more than a cat burglar here. We got a cat bu- burglar because he steals pussy. That's the name of my podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another, cat yeah, burglars. Well, you need another podcast. Uh, I actually have one. Yeah, I know. You got two. Let's start this one up. It's called Caspergers. But oh, cat burglars? Cat but cat burglar is a funnier name for a rapist. Well, I meant like. Because he's stealing pussy. Yeah, that's, that, that's not bad. It's all right. I'm not big on the cat pussy puns, but this one does apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not big on giving rapists euphemisms. So he goes to jail, and uh, it was this cute little push <laughs> that fucking lured him out. Is That's awesome. That story. And um, congratulations. I, it, came close. it came close. That's pretty good. Bad, but. I mean, that's mine. Dude, I've never even gotten flirted with by an adult as a child. He feels great. I got nothing. He feels great. <laughs> like, it was fucking like, you I be- wanted their attention. I would have loved to get molested by a football coach. Get the camera. Come on. That'd be- oh, hey, let me start, coach. Oh, you got to touch me here. Okay. Can I start? You know? Right? <laughs> okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's commitment. You guys are into the, all right. No. I'm well, you like football the- that much? It's Texas, brother. I'm there for the candy. You can get the candy a I couple times candy. before sucking a guy's dick. You can talk your way out of a... You can get the candy Does, and get this it. This might sound retarded. Does Canada have Halloween? Yes. All right. <laughs> Is it the same day? Yes. <laughs> We're not Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking you French. And you're some other stuff. And oh, Do they celebrate Bastille Day? Maybe. I don't know. What is that? That's like the French July 4th. Okay, though, that's called Canada Day, and it's July 1st. Oh. And what? speaking of... Copycat. That's soon. I'm segway, segwaying into a plug here. Okay. Yeah. July 1st at Vulcan, we're doing an entire Canadian lineup. Oh, wow. Uh, Jason Rouse, uh-huh. uh, myself, Sam Walker. Okay. Who is uh, a Kill Tony regular and uh, beloved, man. He's, he's Excellent. a powerful performer. Uncle Hack. Oh, you say powerful now, too? <sighs> you piece of shit. See? Austin I gotta got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm talking fintech. I'm gonna buy the crypto dip in a second here. <laughs> yeah, that's how much you guys are in my bloodstream. Diamond hands. Every oh, I got to go to Waterburger. You fucking idiots! It's <laughs> Whataburger. A bunch of dudes in a boardroom got together and were like, "Oh, what a burger! What a burger! Let's name our burger Whataburger after the phrase." And then your drunk sorority girls here on Razor scooters were like, "I need Waterburger," and now you all say Waterburger. People, people with like a little bit, like a touch of downs, say Waterburger, and children. But I, I don't I hear anyone says it. It's what? It's bad. It's bad. Oh no! It bothered me for a while, and then I was just like, I guess that's what people do here. It's bad. I feel about In and Out. It's good. I actually enjoyed uh, P Terry's better. Ha ha! A champion. Yeah. I said P Terry's is the second best burger. In, yeah, but he just said it was better than In and Out. That's okay. As long as you don't think Whataburger is better. LA. You, 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 you're he is. You're holding on to it. He is so hard. I need I him just, to let I go. I just like In-N-Out, man. Embrace you're, the you're, Texas. You're from LA, right? I don't like LA. You're from LA? 
Pretty much. He's from a shopping so mall south of L.A. From Orange County. Wasn't well, it you telling me that you don't like being brought on stage as your next performers from L.A. here in this city? Was that you? Uh, yeah, I told you that I lie to people yeah. about not being from California. The hate's real. The hate's real. You it's should say you're from Israel. All moving here. <laughs> well, that would be great. They all have I'm shitty... Gonna start doing say I'm from the Gaza Strip in Israel. <laughs> say that's where you're from. That's a great tag to start the show. That's all, Yeah, way better. Or you could say I'm from Palestine. You're not then from, half the room will be like, that's not real. What's your background? Uh, nothing. I'm very boring. I'm from North Texas. I meant jujitsu. No. What are you? No, I am. No, okay. You're Texas. Fat through and through. <laughs> I've, I'm actually... We, I was going to tell him about this. So my family is doing... Uh, one of my elderly family members has not long to live because of cancer. So we're doing a little family memorial thing up in North Texas at my family's old plantation, uh, Millermore. It was, uh, my family owned a plantation here, and uh, we're donating more stuff to a museum about him. But my great-great-grandfather made the blue bonnet the state flower of Texas, which is a, just a very Texas thing to say. But, yeah, so I'm, like, super Texas, yeah. but we're going up there. And my dad was like, hey, I you got to get dressed I can up. feel your date moving on with her day. Right yeah, now, right. You telling this story. So I knew the flower was named after because of my. I can yeah. see her being yeah. very disinterested if she was black. Oh, well, yeah. That's do you know what a plantation is? Go on. Yeah. Okay. Do. <laughs> do you know what they do at plantations? What do they do? They have slaves. Oh, yeah. Brett. And what else happens? Probably a lot. Probably a lot of commerce. Know. So the flower, <laughs> it's a hope for commerce. Heavily connected. So I'm very Texas. So we're going up there, and so I, I was trying to figure out what to wear. And my dad was like, you know, it's going to be hot, so wear something comfortable. And I was like, so plantation casual? <laughs> Where are you white? And he was, yeah. And he's like, we could dress like Colonel Sanders. I have an extra, like, string tie. <laughs> so I think up. me and my dad are going to dress like Colonel Sanders. Okay, cool. For our family well, reunion. Well, going to be Make sure you have a hood, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a big straw hat. Yeah. Yeah. Was Colonel Sanders a slave owner? Yes. Okay. For sure. And now he, he's a slave. I actually have no idea if he was, but I said that so confidently that we all believed it. I don't know. In the... Anyways. You're doing I, the right thing. Yeah. You, you followed your instincts, and I trust them. I, now when, you, when it's square, circle, square, you fill in the circle, and everyone gets mad at you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially when the circle has a hard R. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, no, I just put the circle there because the circle fits. It doesn't mean I'm I... I'm just following the pattern. I made the circle. I believe in the circle. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't code the algorithm. I pissed off I'm just a comedian the other night. Yeah, how? Well, then they weren't a comedian, probably. Real square circle, square circle bullshit, too. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly that. Green Room of the Creek. Uh-huh. She comes in. Black woman. Loaded. Don't know her name. She's like, hey, you comedian? I go, yeah. She goes, yeah, I just did four shows tonight. And her voice is blown out. Like, absolutely blown out. And in my head, I'm like, well, I was just at Sunset Room. I stopped by the Vulcan, and now I'm here at the Creek in the Cave. Like, I've been to the comedy clubs tonight. Like, what front lawns were you shouting in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say that you've done four shows. To- this is all internal, though, okay? I'm not yeah, anti- you're a nice antagonistic person. yet, okay? I'm just kind of like reading the energy. Again, loaded. And, loaded uh, means drunk, drunk, not full of money? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Zach. I thought you. I were talking. Canadian? I was picturing a black woman with a fur coat and like a nice purse. I was. I was there too. I was there <laughs> too said, at first. You, you said guys? loaded. And I was like, yeah. all right, a rich black woman. And she's back there, and she's like, I've been for four shows tonight in yeah. her very nice dress. And I'm like, was it Sam J? Like who? Who no. was in town? No, she doesn't have a stack of one dollar bills. <laughs> okay, she's not wearing Gucci frame sunglasses. She okay, stinks. Like oh, she reeks of booze. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
So, uh, and her voice is blown out. And then she starts making racial jokes. And I can't even tell you what she was just bombing. She was just going on and on. And mm-hmm. uh, there was another couple comics in the room. And now you got to imagine, I'm like so new to this city and I'm just taking whatever stage time is given to me graciously, but also knowing that I'm good and I need to, you know, show, show it and showcase. So, mm-hmm. but so I got the spot. I'm doing the show, and she's do she's going all racial on me, and I just go, wait, aren't they still looking for you from last night? Ah, yeah. Active shooter joke. They're looking for a black guy in dreads. She didn't get it. She goes, what? I go, black guy, dreads. And she goes, oh, hell. She tilted her head, put on the sunglasses. Now, I know you didn't just say that. What? But she was irate. Oh. She was quite angry with me. She's like, you white boys think you can get away with that shit? And I said to her, I go, hey, you're in the green room of the filthy show. Act like it. Yeah. Excellent choice. But that's combative. So she took it as like this. Oh, this white boy, he's really going for it. He's doubling down. Well, then I'm going to fucking quadruple down. Uh huh. And so she's screaming me out. And then so I see the pain, honestly, on her face. And I get up and I go, look, I'm so sorry. Like I put my hand out. I'm like, "Ah, there's no cruel intention in my heart at all. I, I am just clearly square circle, square circle, just filling in. You were going racial. I went racial. It's jokes. You're a comedian. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. She wasn't having it. She wouldn't even shake my hand. Oh, no. And this is also pre-show where I have to do 15 minutes. I have to close out headline. After Tony Hinchcliffe and all this shit. Like, this is kind of a high-pressure situation for me. This is the last thing I need in my mind. So I go to the bar. I leave the green room. She starts circling the place, looking for me. And she comes around the corner. She finds me. She goes, what's your name? And I said, Rick. (laughs) And she goes, Rick who? I go, none of your business. She goes, okay. And she goes and finds the owner. And then points me out. Goes, that guy right there. And now me and the owner having a discussion. I'm not going to share what she said, but essentially... It boils down to this comic has been through some shit and is just going around looking for problems. And then in no time, she comes up to me and she puts a big smile on her face and she's like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, um, uh, as a black woman, I've been through a lot and stuff like that. And I go, I didn't speak to you as a black woman. I spoke to you as a comedian. Okay. So relax. And it's very disheartening to me to see. I thought getting into this business, we were all cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and, it's a loincloth. But then you find out, yeah, <laughs> that there's skid marks all over this fucking yeah, I cloth. Think, I think you're just an asshole. There ain't enough cloth for us to all Correct. be cut from it. Correct. Joe Budden, 2017. Correct. <laughs> but also, are, are we not allowed to be assholes? Yeah, no, we're supposed no, I, to be I, I with think, each other. I think we should be. I think that's, just, it's my favorite thing in life is being around people similar to me and we're all just roasting each other. That's my favorite, mo- like most happy scenario I can think of. That's why I started comedy in the first place. You don't get to I just start the joke and then get mad when someone finishes the joke. I don't understand why any comedian is getting offended by stuff, though. Like, if you're a comedian, like, then you'd know what it takes to make a joke. And, and like, even at, like, very amateur and mediocre levels where you've been doing woke comedy, you know where the line is from knowing where to cross it. And, like, like how do you not respect someone else trying to do the same thing? That's what I don't get. Like this, this like open mics suck for everybody. Why be shitty to the people there? Like if you're on a show with someone, like they've obviously proved that they're a caliber deserves to be on a show. I'll offer them a modicum of respect. Like you are, are a working professional trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do. We might be different styles. Jeff Dunham and Jeff Foxworthy are two very different Jeffs, but they're doing the same thing. You know, like why wouldn't you? Just, I don't like it. Like I, I don't 
but they're both white men and they need to be canceled. I don't care at all for Hannah Gatsby. I don't think anything she does is remotely funny. I don't think it's even meant to be funny. I think Ooh, it's meant she's coming on the show tomorrow. Great. <laughs> I, it's meant to be like a social commentary that's like stuff that people can agree with and applaud and pat themselves on the back for agreeing with. And people have lumped that in as comedy. And but even still, I'm not gonna go up to Hannah Gatsby and be like, hey, you're a fucking cunt. I hate you. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to say that on podcasts. If I'm at a show with her, I'm going to be nice because there's no reason to be mean to that person or confrontational because she's a comedian or trying. I like your outlook, man. Especially with the whole, like, you don't need to like the comic to appreciate what they're doing. We're all just dancing for the crowd. We're not dancing for each other. No. There's some comedians that make the other comics laugh and good for them, but the rest of us are just trying to get a job done. Yeah. He understands. I just want money for, I want giggle bucks. That's all I want. I just I just want to be able to live my life thinking, how can I entertain people today? Yeah. I don't even like he, we were talking on the last episode about quantum physics and stuff. And I was telling like, I, don't, I, I can't really get into it. Yeah, man, I can't. I don't know why. I don't know what to do with that information. Give me the cheat code so I can go be better at comedy. I don't want to do anything. Why else. are you bringing up quantum physics? He loves it's real it. interesting. Is this because Elon, your boy, is this Tesla? You drive a Tesla. You got the flamethrower. So now you got to study his field of work. Listen, man, he does a lot of interesting shit. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> okay, like what? I don't know. I don't, I'm not too fond of him lately. No. Welcome. It's disappointing me. He's just, you know, all the tweets that have fucked up people's money. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'll say I, something I used to think that he was God, like, two years ago. Anything he said, I was like, that's the truth. We almost broke up because of it. So I've always been very anti-Elon. I'm anti-Elon. And he was so pro-Elon, he was like, fuck you, I like Elon Musk more than I like you. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that hurts. Did I say that? I think so. I don't think I said Elon that, Musk owes my father $2,000. Really? Personally. For what? PayPal? For PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. When that's he hilarious. ran away with everyone's money. One of the co-founders lives out here, actually. Of PayPal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd Which like one? To meet them. I went to a party at his house. He wasn't there, but it was in an insane house. Yeah. It was a $12 million house, take which me is next time. I'm even... going to take two grand off the top. <laughs> <laughs> this clock sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, I will get I will get my father's money back one day. Is your father still with us? Yeah. OK, just the way you say it, it sounds like he's dead and you have a vendetta. Like, well, I will get my already, dead father's money back. He's already revealed. He's like a expert level detective. How many? So I, I put nothing. Is it 2000 Canadian? So you would accept like eighteen hundred American? Ooh, right, that's a good question. Yeah. I'll, like, I'll what, take what is 18- the exchange rate on a vendetta? I mean, there's interest on that. Yeah, it yeah, has yeah. been compounding. Yeah. Yeah, I got something to pick with Elon. We your fa- okay? Look, you know the guy's good. He does good things for us, and we can make a lot of money off of him if we just follow his Twitter. We know what to invest in, right? Yeah. How do I short doggy coin when he tweets about it? Is that a thing? Can I short You're shorting doggy it coin? by pronouncing it that way it's, already? It doesn't <laughs> even matter. It's a doggy. He's Dogecoin. Is it Dogecoin? Yeah. That's stupid. I, I met a guy at this Coke party recently, and he's he's bringing out his little uh, USB stick. He's showing me. He's like, "This is it's got a 24 passcode for your uh, for your Bitcoin. If you lose this, you lose your money. If you lose the password, you lose it forever." And he's trying to encourage me <laughs> is to this get a into selling it. Point? Yeah, he's telling me like he's like the only thing that uh can stop uh bitcoin is if the internet goes down and i'm like oh so snow 
So you guys have a <laughs> snowstorm and you have no money is what yeah. you're telling me. He's like, well, wait, just wait a second. But uh, so actually there's this ledger and blah, blah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I know there's money to be made, but it's a little too much of a like I'll come in girls with no condom. That's how I roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I am not buying doggy coin. I just, yeah, man, doggy coins. Cr- I don't understand <laughs> how we made the Internet into money. And now there's internet money. And we he tried to explain Bitcoin to me. And, like, I guess I understand kind of. But also, why? Well, it's a stock, man. And, and now stocks. <sighs> okay, this is now we're getting to the finance. We have a financial sponsor. It's not a stock. Because we're going to get into it. It it's is. It's a currency. It, but it's traded like a stock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Uh, Just do the rest of this podcast Reddit. as it's Sebastian. Reddit now. Yeah. Look, Reddit, <laughs> these people buying AMC, the theater's closed, there's no movies, no one's buying a ticket, but the stock price is $4,200. I don't know what's going on. It's too good. What? That's very good. GameStop? You going to ACL? ACL, I want to turn away so quick, I rupture my ACL, okay? (laughs) What do you mean, ACL? I ain't standing in a field with flowers on my head, okay? All right, that's enough, Sebastian. But uh, because it gets infectious, you'll start talking like I'm all day. I don't want to do it because it will turn out just like when Norm MacDonald tried to do Christopher Walken. Oh, just one of those things where everybody that? assumes that they can do the accent, and then they try it, and it's just terrible. No, every impression Mike does just sounds like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. It's the only voice he can do. Yeah. Do you guys have any impressions? I was about to bore everyone with stock stuff, so let's just do impressions. Do you have any? This is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, do your impression of Oliver Twist mixed with Austin no. Powers. <laughs> can I get some more, baby? <laughs> What was that? That was who, which is who? That was Oliver Twist mixed with Austin Powers. Well, that was great. Oh, I have a politically correct pirate. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I'm African-American beard. That's your Morgan Freeman. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a hole in your neck from cigarettes. Oh, Morgan. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> you actually taught me what a stoma is. Yeah. That's what that hole's called. That was my old joke. because I used to say that was yeah. the only time that I'd been in the back of a girl's throat is if I fucked her in the stoma. 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 That's I thought that was a piece on the leaf during photosynthesis. Um, stomata. That's stomata. Stigmata is when you get holes in your hands like the Lord in the Catholic religion. Oh. Yeah. So stoma, what? stomata, and stigmata. Stigmata all is holes. Yeah, that's like you Charmander, like Charmeleon, Charizard. You get like piercings through your hands? No, it's not piercings. It's They show up from God. It's like a miracle that people get infected and they get the wounds of the Lord, so they get holes through their hands, their feet, and then they get a cut on the ribs where he was stabbed with a so spear. So they're just celebrating staph infection. No, they're just like, hey, I'm the Lord now. Look, I have his holes. What really happened is they got drunk and they put a cigarette out in the center of their palm. Uh, see that little mark right there? I did that with a black and mild at 18. So what, do Mexicans respect you more now because yes. of that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Our Lady of Guacamole. They see Jesus in yeah. your fucking love line. <laughs> No, every time I go get a palm reading from a psychic, they're like, you have Cheeto dust on your hands. <laughs> You're not going to live long. What do you mean every time you... What do you mean? I go weekly. <laughs> I got to meet with my psychic weekly. Yeah? No. No, no that's not real. Ever, I, I don't understand them? those, though. I've been. I think they're funny. That's I like to go and I like to make a joke while yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Oh, who has that amazing joke that they... Oh, it's Hannibal Burris. 
was about he 9/11. jerked off into his hand and went to a palm reader. I was like, what do you see? <laughs> a lot of kids in your future. Yeah. Hannibal Burst made me realize that racism wasn't just racial slurs. Like growing up in like a sheltered white neighborhood, I thought racism was when people said racist stuff to you. And then when he was telling a story about a cabbie driving off, I was like, well, why would the cabbie drive off? I was like, oh, because he was racist. Racism is actions. Hannibal, yeah. so, you're, you're you learning. Know, you're figuring it I'm out. I'm learning. Thanks, comedy. Hannibal Burris came to Calgary one time, played an open mic. Mm-hmm. And it's like the biggest news on our circuit of all time. You see it like shared on Facebook. The one year anniversary every year of the night That's Hannibal awesome. stopped in and did time. Now, he bumped the headliner that night. I think his name was fucking, I don't even know. It was some like Canadian comic that had been a 30 year veteran. He had his 20 minute uh, spot at the end of the night. And then Hannibal comes in and the booker's like, hey, you mind if uh, Hannibal does time? And he's like, no, he's not going on after me. I'm the headliner. And he stuck to his guns. And he got so irate and made a big deal out of it. You know I mean, it's a 20-minute spot at a bar for $175. Yeah, if you're doing that after 30 years, he you still, should he still kill paid. yourself. He still gets his money. Well, I, I wouldn't say kill because it's a Monday. It fills in the gaps. It was a Monday night show. It's actually the best. It's the longest-running uh, curated open mic in Canada. Like It's been going for like 15 years. James Moore is his name. He does a great job. It's actually one of the better venues in canada for a bar show to perform at have you been on it recently uh yeah i I, that's where i was my dungeon that's where i got my chops doing 10 minutes a week there yeah nice Uh, alberta's great because you can get time quick like two years into comedy i'm doing 30 minutes on the road opening for guys wow so you get to start getting on the hamster wheel early let's go to alberta this scene is interesting let's talk about you guys are more afraid this is the only scene I've been in where they like, they pack like, like they fucking holster your phone but not your gun in the club. <laughs> you guys are more afraid of being shot with an iPhone seven than a Glock nine. Yeah, well, no one's gonna cancel me for being shot. Someone's gonna shoot Tony Hinchcliffe on yeah, stage, for and there's sure. gonna be no one to capture the footage to track the guy down. <laughs> yeah, no that's one's gonna, gonna be gonna like Gary captures. No one's gonna. It's gonna be Gary fucking smoking a cigarette with the camera pointed at the ground. <laughs> No, That's it's, it's going to be a comedian they didn't take the phone from upstairs like trying to get a boomerang. And yeah. There's just going to be a boomerang of Tony getting shot. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, uh. There'll be no footage. <laughs> I, I love the phone locking up thing. It's literally number one on my list. Mm-hmm. When I go back home and I'm going to tell Yuck Yucks. I'm going to tell the clubs. like, Yeah, hey, get with Yonder. Get with Yonder. Spend the $2,000 getting your uh, 200 that, bags or whatever. The company name? Yeah. Yeah. Spend $10 a bag, $2,000, invest in it. It makes the night cooler. It makes everything better. And I actually uh, like it. Yeah, I it love keeps, it. It forces you to interact with people, first off. Second yeah. of all, it makes the comedy thing feel like exclusive. Like what happens here stays here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Rogan on stage, what did he say? He goes, I fucked my wife twice while she had COVID. He's like, and this is why your phones are backed up. I can't have you people <laughs> talking about this. Yeah. And what a great moment. Like, here I am mentioning that story. I know people talked about it in the car ride home. I love a car ride home discussion moment. If you can make it into the car ride home recap, Mm -hmm. you did something special on that show. Maybe it wasn't the funniest thing, but you added something to it. Like, oh, but what about that moment? I feel like Eddie Murphy was the king of the car ride home talk. Oh, how so? You remember that special? I think it was Raw when he was just like, yo, man's cheating on you. And he just went off for like 30 minutes. One more minutes. time? 
Yeah, I want to hear your Eddie Murphy <laughs> while we're doing impressions. Yo, man, he was Bernie Mac. I ain't afraid of you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> You're really good at impressions. No, that was not good. Don't say that. Yeah, but that was recognizable as Bernie Mac. Yeah. Whereas mine I'll is, I'm Bernie Mac. I ain't afraid of you motherfuckers. <laughs> I ain't scared of none of you motherfuckers. I'm Bernie Mac. Yeah. He's just in a fucking purple suit just telling everyone how their spouse is cheating on them. I think that's delirious. I think Raw, he's in a red suit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anything from this decade, Eli? Uh, the first no, time I, I ever... Th- oh, go ahead. I think that was the, the most, the, the worst uh, car ride home from a comedy show ever think so for uh, any couples yeah not uh, this one at the <laughs> laugh factory <laughs> i mean that didn't ruin any relationships between other people just him and everyone daniel tosh I, my dad took me to see him when i was like 13 or 14 we saw him at a sold out show in a like a thousand seat like concert venue in dallas and he has a joke about how if you're a woman on uh fertility drugs that's god's way of telling you you'd be a shitty mother if you weren't such a cunt in your 30s, you'd be a mother in your 40s. And he said that, and a woman turned to the woman next to her in front of her and like was like, we're going. And this woman was sobbing. And she stands up and goes, fuck you! Good. And the two of them walk out. Good. And me and my dad were about to piss ourselves laughing Good. at them. I was like, yeah, that's for sure king of the car ride. And he did that joke for another like eight years. King of the car ride. Yeah. like it's, That's a new segment. We should he, talk about that. He crushes that. If you had a moment in your life, I remember Bill Burr had a King of the Car Ride moment in Vancouver. Okay. Okay, at the Orpheum Theater, and he was talking about how he got his uh, pit bull, or how he got, sorry, he just had a daughter, and the mm-hmm. baby was born, so he had to get rid of the pit bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he said that, and it's Vancouver, a real dog town, like a real dog town. Like dog town, like they love dogs, or dog town like Michael Vick? <laughs> Or Dogtown, like they ride longboards. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different Dogtowns. There's a lot of dog Wait, isn't it specified. illegal to have a pit bull in Canada? Uh, no, no, you can't have pit bulls. But you can't have sex with them. Yeah. Uh, no, also not. Yeah, also no. Uh, the rule is. You and Pablo got to move to Canada uh, and get married. No penetration, Your Honor. No penetration. Then how am I going to come? You're allowed to, as my friend says, you're allowed to get a jar of peanut butter. Oh. And that's the long weekend, Daddy. <laughs> okay, you're wow. allowed to do that. But you're not allowed to penetrate. Anyways, weird rules. It's so crazy that that's a discussion. But Vancouver <laughs> is a... Yeah. I was expecting this to be a throwaway well, joke. I-, I love... <laughs> I was like, ah, we fuck dogs. Continuing. No. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. We let dogs lick our balls. We... No, we don't fuck dogs, but we just <laughs> let them yeah. lick peanut butter. Vancouver puts dogs in strollers and babies on leashes. And not a punchline. Like, straight up. That's, that's how funny. it is. And you can't... Go on a date without being covered in dog hair at the end of it. Every girl has multiple dog. If you leave a date in Vancouver and you're not covered in dog hair, you fuck the guy, essentially, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. I feel like so every woman cheating. that owns more than four dogs like does sexual things with those dogs. Maybe. That's just what my brain says when so I see So if you're women. cheating, she's looking for other dog hairs, not other woman hairs. That's is this a German down. pointer? <laughs> That's how you go down. Yeah, because they know I'm not frolicking in the dog park, park meeting people. I hate talking to dog owners. But uh, the point is... I hate is talking to dogs. They don't say shit. The rest of Vancouver does. And they're 2,000. Oh, and he shits on pit bulls. And he goes, I got to just get rid of the dog because it's a pit bull and I have a baby. And everyone starts going, no, Bill. No, you didn't have to do that. One woman gets out of her seat, starts coming down the middle of the theater. She approaches the stage and says, you didn't have to do that, Bill. And he's like, sit the fuck down. And it was a very hostile moment that's such a weird thing to get upset about right the car ride though that's the one moment of the show i really appreciate it have you have you created any car ride moments i got a whiskey glass thrown at me one time on stage 
um, in Edmonton, drunk girl bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. Um, she missed. She didn't hit me. Oh. And, uh, yeah, they kicked her out. I got to heckle her on the way out. That was nice. Fun. That's like our little consolation prize. Yeah. I got to shit talk her from a safe distance. Yeah, while the security has her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a little altercation on stage with another comedian. Ooh. Who's now and was my pretty much best friend in comedy. Oh, great. But... You know, it just, we got to, we were getting to a moment where we were hitting the red line and it just kind of, we blew a cylinder and mm-hmm. we're good. We patched the engine up and we're good. But he spit in my face. Oh, wow. He took a swig of water and he, this was March. Because you said something so funny. Like well, he took a sip of water and then you said a joke and then he was like, spit take. anger spit take. It's better he spit water on you than actually saliva. Like if you, yeah, or cum. It, it was both, and it was March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Loaded up a loogie that would have been worse though. It was the yeah. day before we locked down. We we went into. A oh pandemic. wow! So you had to make up it quick. Was the last show, there was. It was a roast battle. I run roast battles in Canada. Okay. Oh. And a segment I do to differentiate myself from the pack is called salt in the wounds. Okay, so when you lose your round, you lose some more. Okay. (laughs) You sit in the stool, and me as the host, I cover anything that wasn't covered in the round, and I go in. I like this a lot. It's a gut-wrenching time for the crowd sometimes. The jokes have to be really good because it's such execution style. They don't have a mic to come back. It can be, you know, but that's the point. You're at a roast battle, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make you cry. Do something that you either love or hate, and... So 50% of the comedians couldn't take it, and then they didn't want to support the show anymore. And, But that's okay. It was it was for the 50% that could take it. Yeah. So anyways, Sam one time doesn't – he loses a round, <coughs> and he storms off stage. He's pissed because he really takes the roast battle serious. Like his life is a wrestling promo, and I love that about him. And he lost one night, and he storms off stage. And I'm like, hey, hang on. Like, you still got to do salt in the wounds. He goes, you don't fucking deserve it. And he yells at the crowd. It was a great spectacle. He locked himself in the green room. Great. You know, yeah. as far as wrestling theatrics go, perfect. Yeah, fun to watch. So I went along with it. I was like, okay, like, you don't, you owe me salt. And that was like the new storyline. Like, next show, next show. And then he wouldn't do it. So we banned him from the show. And then he came and he sat front row. He bought a ticket to a show and he sat front row. And he fucking did this whole thing. So he treats it really like wrestling. I'm kind of like Vince McMahon. And he's the, you know, the star acting out. The Bret Hart, if you will. Okay. And, uh, but then it just got a little too real. I eventually got him in the ring for Salt in the Wounds. And I knew I had to do something like big because people were. So you just showed a video of you fucking his mom or. Well, I, I did use media. Oh, good. Yeah. You got to go above just words. He had some photos on his phone. Oh, Oh. look, every guy, when they shave their beard, right? If you shave your mustache, how are you going to do it? You're going to shave this side. I wish I knew. I can't grow facial hair. You might might do a little Hitler mustache in the mirror. You might might send a photo to your girlfriend and then you shave the rest of it, right? Yeah. It's just. Yeah, absolutely. You would. I would. I wish I could. Yeah. I'm with you. Unfortunately, I, I have that one frame, you know, so then I get to share that with. So. Essentially, he was also a stripper, and I... I <laughs> you don't get to have shame anymore. I showed some photos of his stripping career when he was... Uh, what was his name? Ke- uh, Queefer Sutherland. 
Perfect. <laughs> so he's in this American thong. I got some photos of him, and hey, his body looked great, you know. And I was like, "This is him on a juice cleanse, and this is Sam on an ethnic cleanse." And they show the the Hitler says, "Great, right? yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's just like, "What?" And he fucking he fixed he takes someone's drink out of the front row. When I'm not looking, I'm pointing at the TV screen, and he spits into the side of my face. And it was just uh, like, I know we're running a wrestling show here, but that was like, ah, you took it a little far. So I reacted by just kind of wrestling with them quickly before the a bouncer grabbed them and pulled them off stage. And I actually pulled my finger like I injured myself. And as a result... What a manly injury. Yeah, I pulled a, my finger. Yeah, <laughs> I jammed my finger. Ugh, it was so bitchy. If you yeah. watch the video, I do this little... He pushes me... I do have good stability, though, with one arm, a nice dip. I fucking launch out at him. Yeah. And I do this little bitch-ass kick to the midsection, and we, like, we rustle around. And uh, on the way out, there was a physiotherapist in the crowd. He's like, hey, man, I saw what happened to your finger. If you need anything, it's on the house. Like, I'm picking up benefits. That's awesome. Uh, I thought you guys had free shit anyways. We do. Okay. But comedians don't because that's not like a... Uh, Cause you're not a person. It's not a salary. Job. Oh, you have to have a salary job to have free Canada insurance. Free Canada insurance. <laughs> yeah, this is how I Texas it up. Listen, I talked about our border politics being crossy. So dental and uh, stuff like that, like massages, dental. You have to have massages. A, yeah, sa- massages are covered. Yeah, we're going to Canada. Oh, do man. they do the happy ending? Be uh no, not unless you have that. a really good salary. <laughs> Yeah, if you're uh, even a receptionist anywhere, uh, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get massages uh, on your salary it, so as cool. benefits. God, is um, anyone stressed? Have you in met Canada? them? They're all yeah, so you nice. Guys, well, yeah, are, you guys have any problems? We're not even considered uh, artists. Like you it, in America, there are. That's one thing you guys hear. Oh, we get grants and stuff. We don't get grants as comedians. You get a grant if you want to film a, you know, some sort of documentary or whatever. That's when you get a grant for filming. Comedians are actually not classified as artists in Canada, and we don't have free speech. So, whoa, uh, explain that. So, I'm, yeah, why can't you free speech? What can't you say? So, say it now. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll give you two examples. Um, Mike Ward is one guy. He's he's the shining example. He made a joke about uh, a kid in a wheelchair. He was like a make a wish kind of thing yeah yeah. And this kid was uh booked to do the national anthem at a montreal canadians game he was on the view he got so all he could this sing? yeah do okay. like performing and uh he, like chemo really he did takes a out of your lungs. yeah yeah concert <laughs> oh fun he, he was getting doing the rounds mm-hmm. and it was under the expectation that this kid's gonna pass away soon and this comedian kind of pointed out, like, hey, like, some years have passed. Like, you have a contract to fulfill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. You have your end of the bargain to upkeep, essentially, is the bit. Yeah, you made your wish. Now earn it. Right. You know? Blow out the fucking candle. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. yeah. You're done. Really funny bit. Yeah, I like uh, it. So then the kit, and then it makes it on TV, I think. That's the moment where shit hit the fan. Because then... Uh, the kid sees it on TV and apparently he starts getting bullied at school. Hey, you know what's worse than being bullied at school? Like not being at school because you're dead. Okay? Yeah. You should be happy. You know what else is worse than being bullied is not getting to do all that famous awesome shit you got to do. Yeah. Being bullied for not dying would suck though. He has better credits than a <laughs> comedian that was sued for $45,000 and he lost in court plus lawyer fees. So we're talking 45 plus whatever he had to spend to fight that. 
and that was do 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 confirmed in court. So that's why that's you're a lot over of loonies. Well, no, I'm here because I'm here because <laughs> I came here to wow. take your jobs. I'm yeah. an immigrant, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And, I'm uh, for it. The other guy was a Vancouver comic, and there was two girls in the front row uh, making out and talking and drunk, mm-hmm. loaded, as we say. Mm, fancy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he said, you guys lesbians? And they went, yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. He's like, just, it's just that no dude in here would ever fuck either of you. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Maybe I'm more, uh, maybe my words are off a little bit, but I can Still guarantee very funny. you that, yeah, the crowd was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the situation. But they got offended, and they sued, and they got the same amount of money. My very first comedy show ever, I had a guy come up and try to fight me in the middle of my set. And then I had a woman throw ice at me, uh, I think, two or three times. I've never... Ice? I, 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 I think I, like the worst I did... Well, we won't talk about my worst one in Georgetown. I actually did great at that show. I, I go tomorrow, Georgetown. What happens there? Oh, uh, I just... I made a very dumb joke... And they did not care for it. Uh, and then they booed me off stage. And oh. then they uh, tried to follow me to my car. Oh. Uh, but I went out the back entrance and then texted the headliner. Like I was doing like a 15 minute like feature set. Yeah. And I made it through seven minutes before I got booed off stage. And I called back the host and I was like, hey, man, um, they're not going to like me again. So if you want to just come take this microphone, I'll go ahead and leave. And then there was like one couple in the front row that was like, no, we love you. Keep going. So I did my closer just to them and they laughed and everybody else was like, all right, now we're going to murder this fucking guy in the parking lot. So that one was pretty bad. But I had a show at Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica where I did uh, two pedophile jokes back to back and accidentally ran the light. And in the middle of my set, the owner of the club ran over to the green room and was like, who's that comic on stage right now? He's never allowed back in this club. No one's doing pedophile jokes. My buddy Galen that was on after me was like crossing off stuff of his set list. Like, oh, fuck. But like, I, I mean, there's probably some car ride homes like stories about that. Like, I can't believe that guy said all those things. But other than that, I feel like I've had the club nothing just nice. What you can I've, say. I've destroyed a handful of hecklers. With your fists. Yeah. I had one at a backyard show, but he was like a dead ringer for Mac Miller. And I just went off on the fentanyl jokes and destroyed. But that was a fucking great set because I was drunk at a house party just supporting my friends that were doing time there. And then the host was like, hey, man, do you want to do like a quick guest spot? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I thought it would be funny. So I stuck a bunch of Rice Krispie treats under my shirt. So I had like six of them just in my shirt. And I thought during my set, I'll just start pulling these out and eating them with yeah. no explanation. Yeah. That'll be very funny for everyone. But instead, I went up and I started getting heckled by this guy and then just destroyed him for my whole set. And then got off stage, forgot to ever mention them. So it just looks like I have like just lumps all over my body for the whole set. So on the audio, you just hear my friend Sean go, dude, you forgot about the Rice Krispies. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's but, hilarious. Yeah, so yeah that, I never really get heckled. That first show I had, it was uh, it was at this bar in North Hollywood, and the Dodgers had just lost the World Series, and it was at a Dodgers, the bar where they had just watched the Dodgers lose, and everyone's in Dodgers gear. Yeah. So everyone's already pissed off. And the show starts, the guy hosting it, great guy, but for some reason he's just like, let's go Dodgers. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. They just lost. Like, what are you trying to do here? And then... I was, I think I was like number two or something. The first guy goes up. They're literally screaming, "Next, get the fuck off the stage!" And I was just like, "Oh no!" And this is like, I had just, I hadn't drank in like three months at this point. I've had several goes at sobriety. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a couple shots for this one. 
Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not, this room's not making me their bitch. I'm going to make this room my bitch. So I screamed my entire set. And um, at one point, I had a joke about how uh, pedophiles should just go for black kids because you could just pretend that you're their real dad. And uh, <laughs> they'd be the easiest to abduct. And this, you and you screamed this. Yeah. And then this black, everyone like looks at this one, there's one black guy there. And he walks up to the stage. And my first thought is like, I'm going to Spartan kick him. And then I was like, no, no, you can't do that. And, uh, <laughs> for so many reasons. And uh, he's like, don't say that. And I was like, what, no racist jokes? And he's like, no black jokes. And I was like, that was the only one I had. And then we like stare at each other for like three more seconds. And he just goes, okay. And he goes and sits down. My other black joke left to get cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> don't say racist jokes. Say racial. Okay? Yeah. There's a, don't say ist. Racial. You can have to do racial humor. Don't call yourself the racist. Okay. Yeah. I'll let retardist. everyone else do it for me. Also, when there's that one black, you got to almost point out the fact, like, look, I can see you all looking at this guy to see if it's funny. Listen, gotta... this is my first show ever. Oh, I've learned okay. a lot since then. You are one of the fastest uh, fucking, you're a torpedo that came out of the water and is now identifying as a missile. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know I like what I mean that. by that? And you're still wet. Like you're still, you're fucking wiggling the mullet in the sky, but you're a torpedo. You're a torpedo in the air. I really like the perception you have of me. Yeah. Air what torpedo. have I said? You've got a great bod. You're a torpedo. I wish more people thought this way. Your mullet flies in the wind. It's down force to keep you grounded. Otherwise, one haircut, you're one snip away from being in the Icarus. stratosphere. Samson. You're be be Samson had his power in his hair. You're going to be in the Rogan circle in no time. At the creek. You're going to have sex with Joe Rogan within the next year. It's going to be awesome. I love watching the, the Rogan circle and seeing those two... U.S. Navy SEAL guys follow him around. SEAL Team 2, I call them. Does he have bodyguards? Yeah, he's got bodyguards. And the last time I saw him, Joe was high on mushrooms at the Vulcan. He walks by me. He's like, holy shit, he's tripping out while SEAL Team 2 is hot behind him. That's their job. <laughs> Which like, is awesome because he found the two most ripped guys that were 5'9". And he's yeah. like, they're 6'3". <laughs> yeah, it's great. Did you see the marriage everything. proposal in L.A.? Someone did a They paid a bunch of money To have uh, like a banner Flown through LA That said Will you marry me And then it says Joe Rogan is literally 5'3 And they flew that All over LA Just a banner That said that Will you marry me And Joe Rogan is 5'3 Joe Rogan is literally 5'3 No it's like Lengthwise Not long Okay Length Yeah Why would he combine those two He's probably a short guy For fun Saying like come on Marry me Yeah come on Joe Rogan's doing all this And he's short Yeah So he he put the Joe Rogan in there for the keywords. I think he did it so that it would go viral because yes. that's funny. That's the and then he was also like, "But I'm gonna knock out a marriage proposal at the same time." While I'm at it, two birds with one stone. Interesting. It's an American expression for doing two uh, things oh, that are hard to do at the same time. You guys, you know, water off a duck's back. Here? I do. Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. that might have been Canadian. Yeah, we have ducks. <laughs> we got water ducks. under the fridge. Yeah. Water under the fridge. Is That's Canadian. I, I haven't heard a Those lot of from Bob's your uncle years. though. That's British. Is it? I mean, Austin Powers says it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it probably bled over to Canada because of that. Yeah, because y'all are diet Britain. Because there's a lot of blood spreading over to Canada from Britain. I hate our tie with Britain and Australia because they're both pussies and they uh, say yes to whatever the government Australia puts on them. Yeah. I don't and, know much about uh, them. They're we'll just sun-baked next. convicts. We're part of the Commonwealth, those three countries. Those yeah. are all three related? Yeah, man, and they, they honestly want to form... Was that part of Brexit? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm learning. 
Uh, this is like how you... the least knowledgeable person about They want to anything. start their own group. I think, oh, man, what's the name for it? Like Kanafta or something like oh, that. Oh, good. They want to do this. But it doesn't make any sense because they're, it's not like Mexico and uh, – There's, yeah, there's, trade, there's not trade routes. Yeah, there's too yeah. many oceans between. Exactly. You the can't space do long between. Distance relationships, long distance relationships the Dave don't Matthews. work. Long-distance relationships don't work. You tried really hard to get that line in. Just <laughs> Yeah. Well, Mike always talks over me, so I got to say things three times sometimes. Yeah. So how many episodes did you do before the new studio? 22. 22. Nice. Look at that. It's cool when we say the same thing. We finished each other's sandwiches. 22, and then you got upgraded <laughs> to the big boy house. Well done. Yeah. So just died. I got uh, 60, sec- 60 episodes into my show Uh-huh. before... Uh, you were sued for breaking free speech? Yeah, that joke hit the fan, and my uh, my partner left the show. Logged in behind my back and deleted every episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's upcoming. That's 30 episodes away for you guys. Nice. Yeah. How are you going to delete everything if they have it here? Uh, I wouldn't do that. Well, I wouldn't either. So I assumed it would be you. He, this, this guy literally <laughs> quits the Brett's show. Brett's trying to break us up. That's what's happening here. I'm You're try- not stealing my I'm man, Brett. to take Jobs. Okay. And I see. He's dead. Dobbs is dead. You can take his body wherever you want. You I'm can get a little get, cart, throw I some jobs ashes in it. He's like, I see you guys are doing well, better than I was doing, and uh, yeah. it'd be a shame <laughs> if one of you fucked the other one over. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to die of diabetes in like six months, dude. I'm Sometimes I get these it. weird tingles yeah. in my feet, Yeah, and I assume it's from just sitting on the toilet reading Reddit for too long, but maybe it's the beatus. I'm going to be hosting at the sunset room. I'm going to be sitting on nice brown leather. Life's going to be yeah. good. Life's well, going to be good. Uh, as long as it's the Mike Eaton stage with like a memorial plaque. Oh, and we'll the, a and there's a ramp show. for my later years when I was in a blonde. chair. Should we plan his benefit show? Just get ahead. You can MC his benefit show. Oh, we should. Just Mike's poor. We should just plan out both of our funerals to be hilarious and just do whichever one dies. I, I really want fireworks in my body. Have you been offered a funeral show yet? No. Have you done one? Mm-hmm. Really? How was it? Did you roast it? So, uh, here's the thing. I got offered one. My friend actually did one over in Denmark. And roasted the guy, yeah. And right now he's preparing to do one on the 27th of this month. Uh, this guy and his wife got hit, uh, both fucking obliterated, dead on scene. And uh, he's going to roast the remaining family and them <laughs> at the wake. And he's, he's going That's in. incredible. The mom apparently is this a booze hound stripper that's trying to hijack the event and make it a stripper party. And the family was like, no, mom, you can't do this. Uh, we're going to do something that he would How is that not America? So they hired a comedian to now roast the mom. The mom is getting what's owed to her. And it's he's going to bring a thing of ashes. He's going to pretend to break it on the... He's going... Oh, oh my off. God, that's incredible. There's got to be some good I had a, I have a abortion, who, child obliterated uh, joke. Oh, he's going in. A 50th trimester abortion via bus. I, I have a friend whose wife recently hung herself. And I was hanging Finally, out with someone's him. in the relationship is hung. <laughs> yeah. Did I, t- did I break it? That was the joke. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and he d- I know him through jujitsu. And um, he was like, D- honestly, like, I feel I really respect, like, your approach to humor and the fact that you do comedy and make fun of, like, dark things to, like, bring them to light. And that's, like, a good approach to life and all this shit. And he's like, I- he wanted me to roast him about his uh, suicide wife. 
his wife's suicide. The, the rope just got a blue belt. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you were so, I was like, you were so bad at jujitsu that she hung herself to yeah. choke herself out. Yeah, was the first one. And, and I was just, he, and he laughed hysterically. And then I was just dropping these all night. Yeah, and I was having a lot of fun. I don't remember what Did else you I see said. The suicide rope got a blue stripe, a blue belt. Yeah, That's blue belt. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was called a blue belt or a stripe because I know the belt is both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because uh, I think stripe. A stripe is like five percent of a belt. Oh. And then you get stripes, but they don't all do that. But you don't have to, sometimes you can jump stripes. You don't have to get them one by one. I don't know. You I can like skip a. I've never got any. Yeah, if you eat uh, like an elk's penis on Fear Factor, you skip two stripes. Okay. That's a, that's the Joe Rogan school of jiu-jitsu. Okay. It's kind of in line with the Gracie more than the Machado, but yeah. <laughs> don't you find it funny, the relationship between fighters and comedians, especially in L.A. and Austin? Yeah, it's it used to be rock stars and comedians, Yeah, and now it's fighters and comedians. It's definitely a Rogan thing. And they want to be each other? Like yeah. The fighters want to be the comedians, and the comics want to be the fighter? Yeah, I just want to be other versions of myself. You, and you're not he wants to be like reverse Brendan Schaub, where he's very good at comedy and shitty at fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. I'm a huge fan of Brendan Schaub, actually. Yeah, yeah, great dude. Yeah, I'm always. I think uh, I don't. know. We don't need to get into it. I don't need to suck his dick. He's great. I've worked with him on the road, and he's been very kind. And uh, I'm a big fan of Malik Bazil. Yeah, he's a yeah. Didn't of mine. he? He got fired though. Is that what happened? Someone told me that he got let go from firing the kid. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, very sad. Oh. I don't know if it's I true. I don't think that's. I true. I hope it's not true. Malik I feel is like gone. he's such a nice guy. He's Malik gone? is gone. Yeah. Yeah. But Chappelle's still on. Correct. Dave oh. Chappelle's on Fighter in the Chappelle Lacey. I was kidding. He can do a backflip. What? And it's he's insane. really good at guitar. That's awesome. He's got that Kevin James gene. You know what I mean? Like Kevin James is a big fella, but he can. Isn't move he good quick. at MMA? He, someone said he was a good fighter in that fighting movie that he did. Like he actually trained MMA right. for the movie, but he, then he stuck he with it. And he's honestly like a really good mall cop. <laughs> you can move, man. You can do a barrel roll, no problem. You ever watch Chris Farley when he? I don't remember which late night show it was. It was like Letterman or someone. But he does the most coked out physical entrance ever. But he does a bunch of rolls and just shaking and moving. But he's like three hundred and fifty pounds. Mike is a faster runner than me. <clears throat> Crazy, right? I played football in high school. I okay. used to be very strong. Yeah. And then since then, I've uh, just I was a lifted a lot of food. Were you really? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> no, I could see it. But... Long legs and a skirt. I didn't oh, I thought athletic. you meant like one of the guys that lifted them. To look under their skirts? Yeah, no, I just, yeah. like, you look like, like one of the guys Bush? that would be, like, friendly enough to lift women. They'd be like, well, you're not threatening. You're Brett. You're job. so nice. I did. I don't have the, I have tried a few times to do that dance move where the girl runs and you pick her up by the hips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard. It takes, you know what's really funny is when you try and do it and you just accidentally you. throw them. Yeah. You just throw them behind you. Speaking of Stampede, I've been in one of those cowboy tents and I've done one of those rolls. Like they roll out and we just slip and she mm -hmm. barrels in, knocks down 10 pins. Hell yeah. And you just go, see you later. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to pick you off the ground? Say sorry. <laughs> we build from there. No, yeah. I have a good life. Like I blew it. I'm sorry. Uh, that happened to me was this girl's like jumping on my back to like for like a piggyback ride and she just went up and then just slammed down on the ground. And I just looked back and I was like, it's not my problem. And I kept walking, kept moving. She slipped right off the mullet. She couldn't grab on. <laughs> I didn't have it back then. That's why she. That's why she missed. That sounds annoying. I had someone at an open mic fairly early on come up behind me and like put their arm around my neck, and I like was I don't remember why, but I was already on edge about something, like nervous about my set, and they did that, and I ducked and just flipped them over <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like not standing in a place where that was safe at all. And they like hit a table and threw a bunch of beers everywhere. <laughs> Who was and, it? Uh, 
I don't want to say his name, but he's a coke dealer. Was, that does comedy? Is he a friend? Was he a friend of yours? No, that's most comedian. someone that's too, that acted like they were closer to me than they were because oh, I bought drugs I hate from them. Those. Yeah, he was one of those people that was They're like, "Oh, you'll talk to me because I, you buy drugs from me." And it's like, "Yeah, that's why I'm talking to you. Like, I'm not talking to you as a friend. I'm talking to you as a utilitarian person that needs cocaine." And then that person thought they were friendly with me, and I accidentally did that. You got a few comics in the scene that are banned from the clubs for selling coke. Really? Oh yeah. Guys, I'm the detective here. I've been here three weeks and I know more. I don't know. Banned for that. I thought they encouraged that kind of activity. Yeah. Oh. Well, only if you're funny. A business. You got to be funny and sell the coke. Because they're not going to kick you out if you're good. I know one coke dealer. Chappelle smoked a cigarette during the Mark Train Award. Like if you're good enough, you can do anything. That's the goal: is to be able to light up a cigarette on stage. Yeah. During comedy. During a place that has like strict rules. Tony and the boys do it on uh, Kill Tony. Yeah. And you just got to be like, nice. Yeah. Like, that's the dream right there. They all yeah. light up at the same time. They don't even listen to your set. They're just like, we're smoking and we want you to know. Indoors. We're yeah. And then, that's a pretty yeah. cool move. It is a very cool move. Um, it's not as cool when Chappelle went to the vape. He went from the cigarette to the vape. Without even saying anything. He, he didn't even mention it. He did a show. show? You mean he, he started cigarette, then went vape? Yeah. Yeah. His, he had those specials where he's smoking a cigarette. Then all of a sudden he's smoking a vape on stage. Doesn't mention it. I would have appreciated a little explanation. Well, he smokes weed out of a vape on stage, too. Because he's talked about it. It looked like a jewel. He, I don't know. I'm just saying he didn't, he didn't, he didn't mention it. When he did, uh, so that, the first time I ever had a phone in a pouch was a Chappelle show in Dallas. And I was sitting like fifth row. And there was this drunk chick with her titties out. And he was like making jokes about her. And then... He was like, hey, move the lights up. And he's like, oh, you titties out. What's up, bitch? I was just kidding about all that shit. And like super nice to her. And then got her his booze. Like he had some nice like private label whiskey and like had his security guy like pour a cup and walk it down to her and all that stuff. And he's like, see, that's why I got the phones up. My wife can't see none of this shit. Ha ha. And he goes and puts like his dick on the camera. Like it was very funny. But I saw Dave Chappelle do like two hours to a room of it was like me and like five other people. Wow. And it was amazing. And he did like a whole Q&A thing where he was just like talking to us. Store? Kept upstairs? At the store in the, not upstairs, in the in the main room. But to five people? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just I just bombed in the belly room. And I was just like, I'm going to get out of here. And I was in the bathroom and I just heard, coming on stage, Dave Chappelle. And I was like, I'm not getting out of here. No shit. Sat, and then I'm like talking to him while he's on stage and he's responding to me. And then one of the guys who works at the comedy store is like, hey, this is in Q&A. Like, shut up. We're going to kick you out. I was about my question to you is going to be which guy came up to you and and said, you can't stand here. You can't be here. The store is very uh, militant. I'll tell you off camera. Oh, is it that bad? <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. He was just like, do you still work there? I just don't want anyone to remember it. <laughs> but Fair enough. You don't need it, to. Air it wasn't your, a, it wasn't yeah. a big deal. He was he was like, I mean, it could have been. He was like, hey stop talking or we're going to kick you out. Yeah. And then Dave Chappelle's like, no, 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 nobody's getting kicked out. Get, get him some shots. He buys us all around of shots. Wow. And uh, just continues like talking to us. What a cool guy. I didn't know he was Muslim. I didn't either. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. I take that back. No, cool I just, I, it's always fascinating to me when I find out people that like are very successful, have any kind of religious affiliation. I think he was on uh, Letterman, where he talks about that. He did the David Letterman does the Man Who Needs No Introduction series on Netflix. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I pick up bits and pieces of information, and then like thirty percent of them are actually true, and the other seventy <laughs> percent are joke memes no, that true. I read. It was like that's, that's true good. facts now. I got a fact for you: when the TV dinner came out, only nine percent of households had TVs. Wow, 
The rest just had VCRs. When have you embarrassed yourself at the store? Have we all had a tough time just walk? Because you know, if you're not a paid regular, you gotta kind of tiptoe around. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was there. My friend Keel, uh, who's amazing, he uh, filmed Tony's special one shot. Yeah, Uh, he's done a lot of like really awesome videographer stuff for comedians. He does a bunch of stuff still with Ian Edwards and Jeremiah Watkins. Okay. Great dude. So I'm hanging out with him, and uh, I met him the first time I went to the store and got on Kill Tony, and we happened to be from very close towns in Texas. Okay. So we get to know each other over that, and he's like, hey, do you want to come back to uh, the little private patio in the back through the bar? That's like yeah, the, yeah. you have to be invited there, not yeah. access. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what a dream. That's so cool. Yeah. So I go back there, and there's all these cool people, and I'm like, oh, my God, what a cool time to be alive. So the next week I come back, I had a jar of keef, which is like the powdery stuff that goes yeah. on top of the weed. Yeah. So I had like a, like an ounce of that in a jar. And I had a bunch of really good weed, and I had my pipe and my grinder, and I went back there with Keel, and Tony Hinchcliffe was there, and he saw my jar of keef, and he called me Kiefer Sutherland. Huh. It was great. Nice. So, so we're all laughing about it, and there's a few other comics I know there, and I'm like, hey, do you guys want to smoke some of this? And they're like, yeah, of course. So I load up a bowl, and then I put just a mountain of keef on top of it. And then I let Keel light it, and then everybody passes it around. And then after, like, 15 minutes, everyone's just like, Yeah, you fucked the show. Fucking ruined. And then Tony goes, What the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I asked if you guys wanted to smoke this key, and you said yes. He's like, Why'd you knock everyone out? And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. And then he goes, Are you a comic? Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. And he goes, Why the fuck are you wearing flip-flops? <laughs> I knew I wasn't performing. I was like, Well, I was just wearing He's like, Are you going to wear those on stage? And I was like, well, sometimes he goes, no. And I was like, well, I think, you know, it's funny. He goes, you think I'm funnier than you? I was like, yeah. And he goes, then stop wearing fucking flip-flops. And I was like, all That's right. He's I like, need. you got everybody fucking high. You're wearing fucking flip-flops. What the fuck are you doing back here? Get out. Yeah, he's And I was right. like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. He blew it. I don't yeah. have any of those stories that I'd wish to publicize. Yeah. My only one was I got this Canada. We did a Canada Day show at the store. It was a thing that we were doing every year. And I had just worked with Angelo Sarukas, who puts it on. I worked. I opened. Was Rouse there too? Yeah. This is actually when Rouse and I became pals. This was probably 2017, 2018. And uh, I got a three or a five minute set in the OR. Okay. But because up in Canada, we'd been doing this uh, documentary uh, about following the comic strip. Rick, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, his branch of. Anyways, he's doing this documentary i'm the young upstart kid in it the the new talent in that series they give me this show at the comedy store they reward me with it so now a year later they want to bring some cameras down to la to film the follow-up so here i am nobody three years into comedy on a lineup with fellow comedians canadians and I got a camera crew coming in with me. And you guys understand how locked down the store is when it comes to any yeah. photography or filming. This, because Rick Bronson has a connection with Eric at the store and everything, it gets green lighted. And I'm walking in there with a camera behind me, like such a loud entrance. It's bad. And they're setting up a tripod in the OR. And all the comedians that are on the show, Mark DeBonis, okay, Canadian killer, he's looking at it. And he goes, I like, when I saw, this is how he talks, when I saw the camera being set up, I was like, holy shit, this is going to make my career. Like, this is going to be the five minutes of tape that launches me into stardom. This is incredible. And he walks up to the girl. He goes, how do we get our tape? And she reacted as if everyone had just asked her that question. She goes, it's only for Brett Forte. And 
the Canadians in the lineup were like, who? Never mind the Americans. The Canadians don't even know who I am. So they're all pissed off that the only person that gets tape is the loser, is the weasel of the, of the fucking litter. And uh, classic fucking soaring in mullet first kind of behavior. <laughs> and you can't apologize for it. All you got to do is just go with it. But it was an unfort- unfortunate way to make your debut at the store. And I wish I wouldn't have had so much heat on me because it was. That's like a guy being like, man, you know, the hardest part of having a big dick is I can never find all these pussies to throw it in. Yeah, it like, was. God, I just got such a monster hog that it just all the snatches are too tight. You know, I, my my embarrassing moment at the comedy store is I got filmed there professionally for a documentary. It was uh, a big faux pas to have a professional film crew for my comedy store debut. I used to be hammered every time I went there, too. So I probably burned. A they lot of told me I, don't even I chaired a one photo on that stage twice. Two times I tried to use it to like post dates, and the comedy store, which doesn't follow me on Instagram, still reached out to me and said, "Take that photo down." That's you amazing. Know? I got kicked out of Laugh Factory Long Beach as well that same week. I was there a week early, and I just wanted to see the venue. It's a beautiful 500 seater. There was 50 mm-hmm. people in the crowd on a Wednesday night. I go halfway through the show to make sure there's no misunderstandings. I'm not here to get a spot. I'm here to just say hello. Be nice. They wouldn't let me in. The door guy's like, you got to be on guest list. I go, hey, I'm from out of town. Uh, if it's enough of a name drop, I am performing next week at your Hollywood location with Russell Peters. I'm booked on a show for you guys. I'm not just some random coming. He's like, okay, let me ask. Manager comes down. Manager runs me through the same thing. I go, you know what? It's okay. I, I've seen the stage from here. I just wanted to pop my head in. I've seen enough. It's okay. I get it. She goes, all right, go on in. I go, okay, thanks. I walk onto the side. Again, 50 people Wednesday night, dead. No celebrities on stage, nothing crazy. And uh, then she comes up to me three minutes later, the manager with her phone open. And she goes, what's what's your name again? I go, uh, Brett Forte. She punches it in. She clicks my Instagram. She starts scrolling through, hits a photo, goes down to the like count, backs out. Second photo, down to the likes, backs out. On the third photo, I'm like, are you looking for anything in particular? She sees the clicks and she goes, yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to have to be on guest list if you want to stay for the rest of the show. Like you didn't have enough likes? She's standing. I go, am I getting kicked out because of my clicks on the internet? She goes, no, I'm not kicking you out. I go, you're a, you are escorting me to the door. She goes, no, I just, you got to go through the right channels next time. I give us a heads up. So I call her bluff. I go, okay, well, what's your email? She goes, uh, info at laughfactory.ca. Okay. I see what's going on. I'm shunted to the streets because headliner in Canada, they go, what's that? I go, oh, well, a headliner. They go, no, Canada. We don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. So, but it was just kind of fuel for the fire. It's like, no, one day I will headline that room and I'll go up to her and I'll go, hey, can I stay to the end of the, oh, I am the end of the show. That's right. <laughs> okay. So I will stay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good motivation. That's weird. Like, I would have just probably you? like found her kid and bullied them online. I have a bit of the curse as well. I can rub people the wrong way quickly, and I really don't mean it. And this might have been one of those scenarios that she just didn't like the look of my face. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was pretty well behaved. I'll be honest. In there, man. The like more I clicks. look at you guys, you guys should be in like a like a, a heist movie. And, and like you're like the like fancy Canadian like you do like fencing 
and stuff like like with the sword thank you and you're doing like like fencing lessons yeah. and then you go to do like super like sophisticated bank robberies and he's like in a vest with an AK and a mask just walking into a bank like suck my fucking dick yo yeah. and then you two have to go on a job together to steal some diamonds and he's like oh. we're gonna bust in there it's like you have to have finesse and then like yeah. you two are like yeah coming this yeah. fall we both don't approve of each other. what the fuck is Canada we're forced <laughs> to like coexist and yeah. complete this job yeah I'm in tap shoes you're in clown shoes and landmines you're just fucking and you guys have to steal something out of a Kardashian ass implant that's, that's nice that's the job. It's got good contrast. That would be hilarious. That would be so fun to watch. And I'll be uh, like the the fat flamboyant guy that's financing the job that brought you two together. We're the two man weave. Yeah. We just oceans two. Because if, if you don't do all the diversity hires, you just need two people for a, a bank heist. <laughs> right. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have to split the paycheck. We'll call it Pond. Pond? Pond? Yeah, it's a smaller ocean. Ah. Uh, I I was thinking like a chess pond. <laughs> or like you pond like jewelry to pay rent or something. Creeks too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should call the first one a sequel name. That'd be funny. Back to Canada. That's that's the name. Or of do it. like Star Wars and they start on like the fourth episode or whatever. Yeah. That still confuses me. Yeah, episode four, a Jew Hope. <laughs> a Jew Pope That would be fun to look at <laughs> I would love that You're gonna fake laugh Because I don't understand Star Wars <laughs> Oh that's okay uh, Well thanks for watching Giggle Boys Yeah and Now the episode's it, over it was, We hit the wall Yeah that happens On this From time to time We get to a place Where we've said enough Terrible things mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, That's probably enough It was a great first episode uh, And I thank you For having me It's so new as well And I got this is fresh. This is new car smell in here. This is yeah. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. Do you have anything you want to plug, dude? Just that July. Places? So we're gonna do. Um, I don't know when this is this comes out, but July first, uh, Canada Day at the Vulcan. I know July second's at the Romo Room. We're doing the Creek in the Cave. It's gonna be a full wonderful uh, week of all Canadian. We should hit up lineup. the Sunset guys. See if we can get a Canada at the Sunset. Might be a little late notice for that. Rouse kind of set these things up. I know we're going to San Antonio as well. The Rock oh, good. Box, July eighth. Uh, uh, other than that, I know. I think I'm working with you at the Sunset Room on like the twenty fourth or something like that. A Perfect. Saturday. So that'll be cool. And then uh, I got to hit the road. I got to do like another two months in Canada, and then I'll come back. Terrific. Yeah. Awesome. Back. We'll do a follow up when I'm back in October. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I hope you have a blonde streak you're, in your hair and wear crazy glasses. He's going to be in jail by October. You no. Know, he doesn't have a license plate on his car. Yeah, I do. No, it's, it's fine. It's just not in the plate area. Yeah. Right. Which means you're going to get pulled over by the time the cop realizes Cops it. don't pull and over Teslas. Oh, yeah, right. What are they going to pull over I got Tesla? pulled over going 90 without a license plate, and they just let me go. They yeah, got too, I got pulled over with a bong in my cup holder. to worry about that. It's true. Listen, we're not going to get into that. Why not? Because it's incriminating. Or something? This has been Giggle Boys. <laughs>